Hello, NetSuite fam. Thanks for tuning in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and it's that time again. NetSuite 2021 release two is here. Sneak peeks are officially live, so we're taking this episode to discuss all of the new updates that come with it. We'll be joined by several guests to help us break down everything you need to know with new capabilities across the Sweet Cloud platform, financials, sweet people, supply chain, and inventory management, and more. Stay tuned. There's a whole lot you won't want to miss. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. First up, Senior Director of Product Marketing, Lisa Schwarz joins us once again to provide an overview of what's new in 2021 Release 2, which of course we'll dive deeper into throughout the rest of the episode, but she's just going to come on to give us a brief summary as well as a refresher on how the update is delivered to all of you and how to prepare for it. Hi, Lisa. Welcome back. Thanks, Kendall. Glad to be back. And I can't believe it's that time already. (laughs) These these releases always seem to pop up so fast. It feels like just yesterday when we were talking about 2021 release one. Now we're talking about 2021 release two already. Um, We are. So we've got, as always, we've got a few people joining us uh, to really dive deep into what we can expect from this release. But can you give us a, a high level overview? Yes, I can. Um, you know, I think, you know, by now you, everybody realizes or has, has seen, we've always delivered capabilities around, you know, automation, efficiencies, you know, visibility, uh, insights around, you know, around, around those areas. But I, this, this release more than ever really is going deep into those themes. So um, just really uh, making, trying to make businesses uh, more efficient and with their processes, and then uh, using your data, you know, better to make those uh, informed business decisions. Yeah, for sure. So around, um, you know, financials and automation, we've got this new uh, payment link feature, which is adding um, a link onto your invoices, which will take users to a portal where you can pay online. So without having to create, you know, any special accounts or whatnot. So really what that nets out to is you're going to get paid faster. So who doesn't want that, right? Especially in these environments, you know, the, this economic <laughs> time, time, so yeah, to speak. Exactly, so, exactly. Um, you know, if I'm going to, I think that's one of the most uh, exciting features for me is to see that coming for our customers. Also around, um, you know, in the financial area, we've got this automated matching of imported bank payments against open invoices. So that's continuing on our theme of automating and uh, being more efficient with cash management. And then finally, um, around making it easier um, and more efficient to manage uh, businesses with that have multiple subsidiaries, we've got um, some a new feature, which is um, the ability to consolidate uh, purchase requests, 
which is, um, if you recall, an add-on um, to the uh, the uh, cross-sub work that we've been doing over the last release or so, which um, already has we already have the, the consolidation of purchasing and billing. So this is adding on to that. So now we've really rounded out that that feature to um, get get you that trifecta of consolidated purchasing, billing, and requests all in one. So helping multi-sub businesses. Yeah, allowing for bulk orders, right? To to kind mm-hmm. of um, reduce the payments that often often businesses with multiple subsidiaries will spend more on if they're doing individual uh, individual POs with the same vendor. This kind totally. of for bulk ordering, and mm-hmm. and as we all know, the more that you order, the lower the cost. Which we right. <laughs> So, um, you know, around inventory and supply chain management, um, we've got a handful of features that um, uh, get deeper into um, the supply allocation side of things. So bringing that visibility up a lot more, which again, you know, as uh, product-based companies are rolling into the holiday season, that, you know, that will be, those things will be super helpful. Mm -hmm. And then a very requested, uh, much requested uh, customer enhancement um, is around, uh, which we're delivering with this release, is automating the generation of lot numbers. Mm-hmm. So again, bringing more efficiencies into inventory management, you know, warehouse management type of areas. Um, so again, um, you know, some companies will be able to take advantage of some of that stuff to help with holiday rush if they if they need it. Yep, absolutely. And then a few things um, we'll hear about on the sweet people side. Um, we've got performance management and retirement plan management enhancements. And then um, again, just a shout out to Sweet Commerce, always near and dear to my heart um, with my you know, previous jobs, um, is uh, we've got some um, automation happening around website setup, uh, which is reducing uh, the implementation of a Sweet Commerce website by like five hours. So, you know, that's not only, you know, bringing efficiencies to, you know, the actual implementation um, time, but also the cost, you know, the implementation costs of, um, of uh, putting up a, a sweet commerce site. So just wanted to give a little shout out to that. Love that. Um, lots, lots to go through here, which is great. Um, I'm hearing a lot of automating processes, a lot of creating more efficiency, which is tremendous right now as businesses are, a lot of businesses are facing that labor shortage, mm-hmm. um, figuring out how to, you know, make the most out of the, the people that you do have. Right. Exactly. So that's great. Um, now for our new customers, um, or listeners who have never been through this before, um, or for those who just need a little refresher as we sometimes do, mm-hmm. can you explain how releases work? How are these new features delivered to our customers? Yes, yeah, so term, certainly is uh, helpful to get a refresher or just to learn. So, um, you know, the big picture is, you know, we NetSuite, we release uh, two updates um, a year. So it's during calendar one, uh, you know, Q1 uh, calendar year, and then Q3, which um, these updates bring new features and enhancements to our entire install base of now 26,000 plus customers. Mm. So everyone is getting, you know, each release um, uh, and um, will be upgraded um, uh, to this one release. 
So that's the, so right now we are, um, this is our second update of the year. Yep. This, uh, the, the updates are done in three phases to, to our customer, to the install base. So we've got, um, you know, a kind of a phase zero, which helps internally, you know, we're getting the code and everything set up. And then the next three releases are when, you know, how we, we segment um, our customers into fate, into the, one of the three phases. Um, and then that's when their account is updated. So basically, you know, um, when you uh, when your account is due up uh, for an update, uh, you it's updated automatically. You don't need to install anything or do anything. You know, your account um, will go offline during the the set time, which is usually um, you know we set like a two hour period of uh, upgrade time. But honestly, most um, upgrades happen within thirty minutes or less, mm. which you know I keep saying that's still you know, is a mind blowing concept to me. Um, but yeah. it's amazing, just a testament to, you know, what our, um, you know, engineers and the release team have done, you know, over the last 20 plus years to really perfect this process. Right. Well, and this is something we talked about in our last podcast episode with Ranga Bodla on the, uh, discussing the five-year Oracle anniversary and how, you know, being, on Oracle cloud infrastructure and having that backing has also allowed us to keep up with this as our customer base continues to grow to beyond 26,000. So right. cool, to, cool to hear that come full circle. <laughs> so, um, you know, your customers will, our customers will see, um, you know, in their, on their NetSuite dashboard, um, a new release portlet. So that um, is an area on your dashboard, which will provide, you know, the dates and times of when your account will be upgraded. And then also, um, you know, when you can access your release preview environment. So right now with this release, you know, our accounts, the, the phasing um, is starting now, um, but then um, through, from August through uh, the middle of October, we'll see um, all of our, the install base uh, being phased um, in with all the updates. So what's the best way for customers to prepare for the release? Obviously sneak peeks are happening right now, but how can they prepare when it's actually their turn uh, to update? Yeah, well, um, kind of two two ways. Um, one is to learn about the release. So um, we'll talk a little bit about you know ways you can learn more. But really, one area where um, I, we continue to want to emphasize and make people aware because not everybody is aware of this is that you can request a release preview test account. So this is an account where you know your your, your production account will be copied into this. Um, testing environment, which will have all the new, uh, you know, 2021.2 features and enhancements where you can then um, test all your customizations and workflows and integrations um, with the new uh, features and functionality, just to make sure, you know, things are working as expected, you know, even though um, all customizations um, carry over with every, you know, new release, you don't have to keep re-implementing your customizations. You just never know. Um, so uh, just as some peace of mind and, you know, I, for one, like to always avoid surprises um, just to, you know, do a quick um, check uh, on key key things where, you know, potentially there could be something um, which may cause a little hiccup. So definitely uh, request a test account or release preview test account, which you can do um, from your NetSuite account under the setup tab. 
and, um, you know, test drive it. Um, these accounts are usually are made available about a month before um, your your up, your account is set to upgrade. So take advantage of that time and request uh, a release preview account. And just because you know, even if you've you've requested um, a new uh, release preview account in the past, you have to request a new one for every release. Just because what what we're doing is copying you know your pr production environment into this test environment, so that you know by that doing that request, it triggers that action on our side to you know mirror your uh, copy your production account into this environment. That's great. Thanks, Lisa. That's really, really good insight. Um, you, and you, you missed my favorite thing that you typically say when we talk about releases, which is test drive before you go live. <laughs> That's right. Gotta, gotta keep, uh, keep with that motto. Cause it's, it's really, we, we can't emphasize how important that is. And it's not like it's a, you know, uh, uh, days and days drawn out testing period. We provide resources, you know, even like um, uh, test plans that you can copy um, and things like that. So just making, you know, uh, really prioritizing on what are some of those areas where you may want to just spend a little extra time before um, you get all the, the new releases, the new release functionality and features. Definitely makes sense. Um, well, you mentioned that there's ways for our customers to learn more about 2021 release two. What are some of those ways? Yeah. Well, obviously besides listening to this podcast, uh, hopefully you've gotten, you know, we've, we've been able to give some good highlights and piqued your interest and curiosities. Mm -hmm. Um, there are the sneak peek blogs, which, um, will be live by now. So definitely go to internetsuite.com our blog site and read, um, all the, the specific uh, features um, that are pertinent to your particular industry, and then also some uh, horizontal type uh, features like the you know commerce and sweet people. So sneak peek blogs um, will give you some of that. Um, Beyond the customer should be on the lookout for um, invitations to our um, virtual event meetup series. So those will be happening um, throughout the month of August. So an invitations um, will be going out shortly. So look at look in your inbox for that. Mm -hmm. um, sweet answers is always, you know, the place to go to get those answers. Um, but we've got, um, you know, new feature training videos there. Um, yeah, definitely um, some deep dives. Also, just if you wanted to read more about some the specifics of how, uh, how some features work. And then there's always the release notes, you know, if you really want to go deep um, and uh, this time of year, I guess maybe you'd be on a beach by now or in your backyard. Um, <laughs> so uh, bring up, uh, get, get your Wi-Fi connection and read the release notes if you really wanted to go deep. And then, of course, uh, another way uh, is uh to attend uh, Sweet World either in person or virtually. So we'll definitely be covering um, a lot of these uh, new capabilities uh, during Sweet World. So hope uh, to see folks there. Absolutely. And Lisa, I'll make sure to provide links um, to some of the content as well as Sweet World registration in the description of this podcast episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. I know we'll be back here before we know it. All right. Thanks. 
Next, we're diving into the new financial capabilities coming out with 2021 release two, like automating more accounts receivable and invoicing processes, multi-entity accounting, central procurement, cash management, and more. Joining us to do so is Senior Product Marketing Manager, Scott Beaver. Hi, Scott. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks, uh, Kendall, for having me. So as I've said time and time again on this podcast, especially when it comes to releases, um, financials are, are really core to NetSuite. So I, I always like to start with financials and the updates that we're going to uh, be rolling out to our customers. But first, what are some of the priorities CFOs and controllers are really focused on right now? Well, number one, cash flow, managing cash flow is always important. And so, you know, every release will probably be talking about that. But, you know, in addition to that, as we come out of the pandemic a little bit and economy started opening up, CFOs in particular are focused on, on uh, driving growth and expanding the business. And then for controllers, um, you know, there, there's often a lot of open headcount right now. You know, there, there are jobs that can't be filled. So they're looking for ways to optimize uh, accounting processes to you know, make their entire team more productive. Of course. Um, so then how does 2021 release to address these priorities? And, and you're, I've heard this a million times um, over the past few months as we've talked to customers, especially even on this podcast. So I'm curious how 21.2 will help our customers in these areas. So we're continuing to focus on the concept of cash management. And so you'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that and with, with regard to this release as well. But in addition to that, you know, from an optimization standpoint, adding more automation capability is really important, making it you know, easier in particular for accounts, um, accounts receivable. Um, to to process invoices, and then finally, you know, from a growth standpoint, making allowing companies to take advantage, greater advantage of sort of multi-entity structure to uh, you know gain volume discounts from procurement standpoint and centralize the procurement process. Mm-hmm. And how are we helping companies manage cash? All right, so you know, when AR staff are processing a high volume of customer payments at, at one time, whether it's a daily thing or, you know, they're receiving payments every two weeks, what have you, it can be really difficult to match those with the open invoices. It just takes too long and they've got too much to do. So, you know, this is a cash management issue because while the money's been collected, your receivables haven't necessarily decreased. And that throws off reporting and forecasting and creates some, you know, a lot of uncertainty around, well, how much, you know, should I be expecting? How much do I actually have available? That sort of thing. So with our automated cash application feature, um, you know, NetSuite now automatically identifies and matches open invoices to incoming customer payments and automatically generates the, you know, the appropriate transaction um, and post it to the GL. So that part of the process is now being taken you know, uh, being formed in the background, uh, as you will. And, you know, like any smart or intelligent automation, when there are discrepancies or or when NetSuite doesn't necessarily automatically identify something, you know, those are flagged as exceptions that can be dealt with, you know, one at a time. So this, you know, improves the accuracy of, um, you know, AR reporting, forecasting, et cetera. So that is really helping. So we've talked about, accounts receivable. We've talked about some of the cash management side of things. What other 
processes are we helping to automate in 21.2 when it comes to financials and accounting? Yeah. So, you know, that's um, sort of along with the transaction match matching. Um, you know, we're also looking for ways to make it easier for customers to pay. If you want to improve cash flow, you've got, you know, customers have to pay. And, and one of the things that we're doing is um, a feature we call payment link link, which allows you to add a payment um, link to the invoice directly. So when the customer receives it via email or mobile, they just click that link and without having to log into an account um, or create an account, they can pay uh, securely right there. So that's, you know, that's a key capability that'll you know, um, speed up on-time payments, reduce day sales, outstanding, et cetera. And then, you know, for um, international customers as well as local, we're now, um, accepting ACH and SEPA invoice payments, um, which is within suite commerce. So that's just another payment option that gives, you know, customers more flexibility, makes it easier for them them to pay and both saves time and improves cash flow as well. One other thing that I want to hit on that you mentioned earlier was we're really focused on, you know, helping automate processes around multi-entity accounting. So what benefits can companies with subsidiaries expect from 2021 release too? Yeah, so we're really focused on that um, part of part of the business, that part of the product, and have been, you know, including additional things every release for, for several release cycles now. And in this case, we're taking the next step with our the central procurement um, feature that we mentioned last week, and then just making it much easier to, uh, you know, centralize the, that purchasing and billing activity across subsidiaries. So. It's easier to manage vendor spend. Um, it makes it easier to take advantage of volume discounts. For instance, you know, as a purchase comes in at you know at a location, the cross charges are you know automatically applied. So maybe I, I made my purchase at headquarters, but I have to break those charges up to the different subsidiaries um, that are re- actually receiving the goods. So. Um, and then, you know, also validating purchase requests against budgets to, you know, prevent overspending is another key piece of this. So, um, you know, all in all, we're saving money, we're making the process simpler, which include, you know, improves efficiency and just providing greater visibility and transparency across the organization. Well, and also allows finance and accounting teams to really focus on things that will move the needle for their businesses rather than some of these mundane and, and super manual tasks, which is yeah, great. Just, yeah. Just the amount of time that, that, um, you know, when you have subsidiaries, the amount of time that's spent purchasing often the same things and many times with the same vendors, because you don't have that centralized view. You don't have a way to consolidate all that volume, significant time saver and money saver as well. Yeah. You miss out. If you're doing that, you're missing out on like bulk kind of, um, uh, pricing, right? Which Absolutely. Reduced. So, yep. Well, lots of good stuff, Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Does your business have trouble managing inventory, projects, or even getting paid on time? Don't let spreadsheets and QuickBooks hold you back. If you want to get your business to a better place, take action now and make the move to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. 
NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com business. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com business. netsuite.com business. Now, NetSuite's product marketing manager, Abby Jenkins, will reveal new capabilities for NetSuite supply chain and inventory management, like allocating orders with the highest profit potential, auto-generating lot numbers, and simplifying pallet packing, especially as we begin planning for the 2021 holiday season. Abby, before we dive into some of the supply chain and inventory management updates for 2021 release two, I think it's important to first talk about the current state of the global supply chain coming out of last year's pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. As anyone who's tried to purchase something in the last year knows, um, disruptions brought on by the pandemic are far from over. So the ability or the inability um, to obtain components and raw materials from suppliers, uh, shipping delays, um, boats stuck in ports, not able to unload, labor shortages, they're all affecting businesses' ability to deliver products to customers on time and within budget. And ultimately, they're negatively affecting the customer experience. Yeah, we've talked over the last couple of months, um, we've talked to several customers across different platforms. um, And one of the number one things when they talk about their supply chain is things are still stuck, you know, in ports, they can't get access to some of their, their inventory, their their um, materials or products. Um, And this is especially challenging, because about this time over the next few months is when businesses are looking ahead towards the holiday season. So I'm, so I want to know what are the biggest challenges businesses will be facing in managing inventory and supply chain as a result of this current state that we're in right now? Well, the holidays always present a unique challenge for product companies. So for many of these guys, um, up to 30% of their annual sales are expected during this time. And then this combined with ongoing challenges that we just mentioned in the global supply chain mean that businesses really need to use their inventory smarter than ever. It's more important than ever that businesses use their inventory in the most efficient way. Being able to see and use inventory across all of their channels to fulfill orders across all their selling channels, whether it's in-store, online, through social channels. Um, This really ensures that you're able to fulfill customer orders and minimizes your shipping costs. So NetSuite actually has some interesting features that are coming out in 21.2 to help businesses take that step take that a step further. What can you tell us about that? Absolutely. Well, within the existing supply allocation features, um, customers are now able to prioritize the allocation of inventory to orders based on gross profit or revenue, which means that you're able to map your supply to outstanding orders with the highest profit potential. Um, And the system will actually also make recommendations for you to reallocate inventory so that you're able to prioritize those top tier accounts. 
Um, and then when you are dealing with constrained inventory situations, as we know people have been this past year, um, users can make fulfillment decisions based on system generated recommendations, um, which pull from which orders are going to be the most profitable or um, the highest revenue generating. So that gives businesses the ability to really focus on serving their customers with the highest financial value without requiring extensive work from customer service employees to try and figure out who that might be. Um, Super beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. And users can also drill down into the allocations and view um, specific orders and reservations by channel. And the system will also allow you to make recommendations on reallocating inventory to hit shipping timelines, which is great. So taken all together, the new functionality really provides the benefit of being able to see the impact of reallocating a shipment on other orders. Got it. That, I mean, that's already a lot right there, but, um, anything else, anything else in 2021 release two? how is NetSuite making it easier for businesses to continue to manage their inventory? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're always focused on improving the customer experience or the user experience, I should say, um, helping customers to optimize their inventory like we just talked about and to increase efficiency in their day-to-day processes. So mm-hmm. one of the other new features that we're really excited about is the ability to automatically generate lot numbers within the inventory management system. So generating lot numbers isn't hard, but it takes time. So now lot numbers can be configured based on a lot number format and automatically generated during processing. This also gives you the ability to capture additional lot related data, such as supplier lot number or manufacturer date, plus any other information that you might need. It also helps enable compliance and visibility if an issue does arise because you have all of this information that's stored in the inventory record. And it generates additional efficiencies for put away and tracking items with similar attributes. And then on the outbound side, there are also some new enhancements that make the processes in the warehouse more efficient. So NetSuite warehouse management now includes capabilities to help workers pack pallets and ship them with just a few clicks from their mobile device. So they no longer have to go back to a computer sitting in the middle of the warehouse. Um, And it also includes support for packing multiple orders within the same within the same pallet. So this helps to boost efficiency and cost effectiveness in the pack and ship process. Got it. So I'm hearing a lot of really a lot of automation, a lot of, you know, efficiencies that we're kind of building in, um, which is all super important in saving money, especially as, as businesses continue to figure out how to deal with some of the issues in the global supply chain right now. Absolutely. And I think, you know, how to use your um, labor smarter. So we know that we have some um, labor shortages. And so just figuring out how to remove some more of those manual processes so that everybody can be more efficient. Yeah, that's great. Abby, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Kendall. Next up, I'd like to welcome Mark Holliday, Senior Product Marketing Manager, to discuss Sweet People updates around more automation for HR processes, performance management, employee engagement, retirement management, and more. Hi, Mark. Thanks so much for joining. Hi, Kendall. It's great to be here with you. 
So as the work environment continues to shift, um, I'm curious, what is top of mind for HR leaders right now that we're here in? There is a lot, Kendall. Um, mm-hmm. They have gone through quite a bit. The HR agenda is usually pretty full and uh, recently it's gotten added to. So uh, I'll touch on a few things, but there's a lot going on uh, with HR uh, leaders and their teams today. First, let's talk about employee wellness. Employee wellness has made a lot of headlines recently. Um, With recent events, we've had to balance work and life in in many new and different ways. And so HR teams really had to rethink what they were gonna provide uh, to their workforce in terms of wellness programs, including mental health services. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the ways uh, companies are doing it are, are, are including no meeting days. Uh, we all came uh, pretty familiar with Zoom fatigue. So yeah. a lot of companies to help with employee wellness have dedicated one day a week where there's just no meetings. And that has uh, returned positive results. Uh, they've also offered wellness days that do not count against PTO balances to give their employees extra time off to recharge and reset. Another very effective method was collective breaks. And these are shutting down the entire company on either the same day or for an entire week to give the entire company, the entire company's workforce, a rest and a break to recharge and reset. Mm -hmm. And another thing I saw is is just shortened work days. A lot of companies on a Friday will say, okay, everybody can shut down at at one o'clock. So these were some of the innovative ways HR leaders have addressed wellness. And for some, they had to actually create a wellness program for the very first time and offer it to their employees. The second thing, yeah, the second thing on the top of mind is just, you know, the big question of going back to the office. Lots of conversations about what does going back to the office look like? There seems to be three models that are emerging that most people are talking about. Everybody coming back into the office. If you were an office worker before, just bring everybody back at a certain at a certain time. Uh, Remote working um, has been uh, very popular. And then, you know, the emerging one is a hybrid work model where employees will work some of the time uh, in the office and some of the time out of the office. And so depending on which company you work for, going back to the office is consuming a lot of HR leadership time right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in relation to that, employee engagement uh, continues to be an area of focus, uh, especially when uh, workforces and not every workforce went fully remote. Um, right. Workforces kind of did went their own way, but a lot of us went 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 home to work for, and some for the very first time. And so, keeping employees engaged and productive during that time uh, was a challenge for HR because a lot of folks thought that employees wouldn't be as productive. And as as what I've been reading is, productivity remained you know at the same level as being in the office, if not a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been a remote worker myself for over a decade, and I actually tend to work a little bit more because there's the old saying is, you know, when you work from home, you never quite leave the office. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you tend to work a little bit more. So uh, HR leaders really have had to zero in on this on this employee engagement measurement. And then lastly, is just an investment in HR technology. I think a lot of companies, a lot of HR leaders realize that their HR systems were were somewhat inefficient, whether they had employee information in multiple systems, couldn't tie it all together. They couldn't really analyze uh, the information. They couldn't get to HR analytics to make these 
really quick decisions about how to increase or decrease staffing. A lot of folks have had to increase staff as many as, as those had to decrease staff. They couldn't understand employee productivity, the effects of absenteeism, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion analysis was hard to get at to make changes in that area. And then, you know, ultimately, they were needing these analytics to create a stronger relationship between HR and finance, because those two departments, those two leadership teams really had to partner to understand what was going to work best for the work workforce to make the business successful. I mean, I think every business definitely feels at least one, if not more of those kind of challenges that you just mentioned, Mark. So um, how are we, how's NetSuite addressing those concerns and those priorities in 2021 release too? Yes. Um, a lot of folks don't really quite understand how much time HR leaders and their staff spend performing administrative tasks. They're pushing paper to update employee addresses for payroll, updating direct deposit accounts, withholdings. They're using spreadsheets to manually calculate payroll formulas, reconcile payroll expenses to the general ledger, and manually preparing payroll tax filings. They're trying to manage a performance review process with documents and emails. It all adds up to a lot of time, time that takes them away from being able to do these more strategic things like we just talked about, to do things like improve their wellness program, measure employee engagement, or doing that analysis alongside their finance teams. In fact, there's a lot of studies out there. One of the studies I, I looked at recently from the Center for Effective Organizations, HR professionals and their teams spend upwards of 73% of their time doing administrative tasks. Mm -hmm. With release 2021, 20, release two, we're going to automate more tasks and provide more flexibility to give HR leaders and their teams uh, some time to get uh, back out in front of these more strategic initiatives so they can get in front of the workforce. With our unified design, NetSuite HR software has all, always provided HR analytics out of the box to help finance teams and HR leaders communicate better and make those better decisions quickly with confidence. We've had time off management capabilities that can uh, is flexible enough to accommodate all these new ways in which companies are allowing their employees to, to refresh and reset. And then with our employee center and self-service capabilities, employees have had an easier way to connect with the company and stay more engaged. Oh, so addressing a lot of those kind of manual and mundane tasks on the HR side to really make those teams more efficient. But then we get into what you discussed before, which was the engagement piece. Um, we recently launched Sweet People Performance Management. We talked about that um, last release, and we've been talking about it quite a bit um, here on the NetSuite side. So I'm curious, what's new with that in 2021 release two? And how will that help these businesses in terms of employee engagement and retention? Yes, we did release our performance management solution a few uh, releases ago, and it's been very well adopted by the NetSuite customer base. And it's an innovative way to approach performance management. Overall, it makes performance management part of the everyday conversation. It's within the employee center. Employees and managers have direct access to monitor and track progress against goals, and it keeps it top of mind instead of doing it just once a year. So with this next release, uh, 2021 release two, uh, we've enhanced it in, in a few ways. We've added more automation. 
peer reviews is an important part of any employee's review. Uh, what yeah, what the employee says about themselves or what the manager says about the employee is valuable, but getting that peer review, what others around the employee say about their performance is important. So we've automated the process of adding peer reviews uh, through our recognition feature, which we aptly call kudos, are now automatically included into performance reviews. And to further automate the process, email notifications can now be set up when a review needs action, either by the uh, HR person or the manager or even the employee, so they can move through that process much more quickly. And HR really doesn't have to spend as much time uh, pushing the process uh, through uh, the employee and the manager. And then we've also added some flexibility. Um, employees need to acknowledge their performance reviews, and some companies have very specific language that is needed uh, in that acknowledgement. So now we allow for that acknowledgement language to be customized uh, to the company's requirements. Uh, there's been a new uh, area of focus been added to the performance review uh, form itself to capture future goals at the time of the review. So that saves time on the managers and the HR person to understand exactly what the review just covered, but then also giving them an area to document what where they need to go forward. And then finally, managers can see um, direct report goal progress in one single view with greater details to help their employees not only prioritize the work, but ultimately achieve their goals instead of having to go and pull up every single uh, one of their team members' goals, they have one nice clean view of all so they can manage it from one place and really zero in on things much faster. Wow. Uh, again, just more efficiency. I know, you know, performance reviews can be kind of a, a hefty task when you're challenged yes. with looking back at an entire year of, um, of, you know, what you've done and what you've accomplished and your success and whether you've hit goals. And so this just, all of this is, you know, and not to mention having to reach out to people to provide kudos rather than that just happening, happening automatically. So this is all great stuff, super beneficial. Um, I mean, just thinking of it as an, from an employee perspective, something that, you know, would definitely, uh, increase my engagement and increase my, you know, kind of ability to, to work, especially remote when you're not seeing people all the time, you're not having that one-on-one -on -one conversation like we used to. Right. Right. Exactly. So what other HR related updates are coming with this release? A lot you already discussed, but, um, any others that you can shed some light on? Yes. We've also added some automation, uh, in our sweet people payroll solution, uh, retirement planning, retirement savings is the best practice for any worker, regardless of your age. And a lot of employers offer this as a, as a key benefit to attract talent. But behind the scenes, these calculations can be uh, somewhat complicated, um, especially when you think about most employers offer some level of matching contribution on top of what the employee contributes. So with this release, uh, we've added an automation feature that allows the uh, employer to set what their matching uh, criteria is. And if you think about if an employee changes their amount, say from 8% to 10% per paycheck, that affects the employer contribution. And so we've automated that whole process so that uh, the payroll department and the HR department no longer has to look at, okay, Mark just changed his contribution amount. Does that affect our contribution amount to his retirement plan? 
it's all done automatically for them. So that saves them time and gives them a little bit of that time back so they can focus on some of the more strategic things we talked about at the top of the podcast. Yeah. Great. Well, Mark, all super informative. Um, really, really great stuff. Looking forward to more coming out here. Um, you know, before we know it, it's already going to be like 2022, uh, release one. <laughs> I'm sure right. there will be more to share, but really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me, Kendall. Appreciate it. Last but certainly not least, we are joined by Eric Klein, the principal outbound product manager for the SweetCloud platform, and he's coming on to talk about just that. What's coming in 2021 release two for developers and administrators, including internationalization, expanded support for a range of APIs, and so much more. Hi, Eric. So catch us up on some of the major things that the SweetCloud team has been up to in this release. Let's start with um, what's new for software developers. Right. Kendall, sounds great. Well, first, I want to talk about integration and specifically some of the things that are happening with SweetTalk REST web services. So NetSuite's REST implementation essentially consists of two parts, a query service and a record service. For the query service, we now provide as part of our generally available product, so no longer in beta, the ability to write queries against native NetSuite data using high performance technique based on SuiteQL. And for folks who aren't familiar with SuiteQL, it's a SQL-like language. So it's really easy to learn and easy to use. And it's also quite powerful as it works with features such as Suite Analytics workbooks to perform tasks such as stored query execution. And we'll touch on that a little bit more later. And SuiteQL also lets developers do things like perform multi-level joins across data sets and even filter or sort data, manage aliases, all those sorts of things are possible with the SuiteQL language. And one other key point is that the query service interacts with the NetSuite data model, which also, by the way, can be extended, for example, by adding custom fields and forms, records, et cetera, in ways that are entirely consistent with SuiteScript and Analytics Connect APIs. Sounds sounds awesome, as always. Uh, sounds like a lot. Sometimes I can't wrap my head fully around what it is that we're doing, but I love it nonetheless. Um, what <laughs> sure. else? What else? You said that's like the first thing you wanted to touch on. What other things do you guys have up your sleeves for NetSuite developers in 2021 release too? Yeah, we're really focusing a lot on developers for this release. And one thing that really should be super exciting for folks who develop software and manage application life cycles associated with their applications is we're adding support for Microsoft's VS Code Editor. Mm -hmm. VS Code is really easy to download from Visual Studio Marketplace, and we even make it available as an open source distribution on a public GitHub repository. So you can download the open source directly from GitHub. So in a nutshell, it's a brand new, effectively an extension that enables developers and DevOps teams to work with their application life cycles in ways that leverage this de facto industry standard code editor. Sounds super technical. <laughs> it sure does. Wait, there's even more to it. I can't can't leave off some of these key points 
But in so many words, the extension, it tightly integrates with the Suite Cloud Development Framework, or we use the, the acronym SDF, to support mm -hmm. command line interface-driven software lifecycle management. And we can do this using Node.js command syntax. So folks who are familiar with Node.js commands can use these in the VS Code terminal. So it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. Again, all inside of VS Code. And interactive command execution is provided within the command palette itself, which supports a wide range of SDF project and lifecycle capabilities, including things like web OAuth authentication, unit testing in Jest, which also, by the way, is available through open source, and advanced development options, including things like hooks, modules, and structures. And sorry for the wonkish terminology, but these are mm -hmm. really powerful features, I think, worth mentioning to our development community. I mean, you don't have to apologize to me. I know the developers that are listening in right now are probably drooling over some of these, uh, <laughs> of some of these updates, so that's great. Um, what else is happening with the platform? Last time we had we had talked about some of the uh, the internationalization that um, that you guys were you know keeping on improving. What's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, platform internationalization is a theme that I think our customers and partners will see us you know continue to improve release after release. And because our customer base is global, right? Many of the businesses we support across they operate across multiple countries and geographies. And you know, it's their goal to provide their users with access to the business applications, their NetSuite ERP in their native languages. Now, Suite Cloud, which is sort of like a collection of, of technologies and tools that uh, supports many of these capabilities, we really continue to invest in providing our customers with the ability to create great experiences that feel entirely local, regardless of the language or country that they're that they're in. So in in this release, we're actually adding some additional enhancements to SDF or again Suite Cloud Development Framework that give SDF developers the ability to build and distribute country specific suite apps. Right, so localized suite apps can now be packaged with financial reports and display data within the user's native language. Right, so that was not entirely supported before. So for example, if you're working in SDF. It's now possible to, to include and manage financial reports and layouts within suite apps themselves by virtue of, as a developer, access to XML custom object representations. It's all of our all custom objects in SDF are, are in XML format. And so the, the financial report builder, which is the, the UI component that customers use to custom, build custom reports, has been extended with a, a very convenient new action button. It's, it's basically labeled download XML, and that provides really quick and easy access to the underlying XML for the custom reports that are being defined. That's great. Um, I also understand that the Sweet Cloud product team has been expanding support for a range of APIs too. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Ab absolutely. We, we are, you know, like with internationalization, we're constantly expanding the capability of our API portfolio. So there's really quite a bit happening in the space that SuiteScript developers will most likely be interested in. And I would point out one big highlight, uh, really call attention to uh, a now generally available Suite Analytics Workbook API. Now we've, we've talked about this before, but I'd like to again emphasize now generally available, so no longer in beta, and it effectively provides programmatic access to a wide range of suite analytics workbook functionality. 
So what does this mean? Well, developers can now create powerful business intelligence applications simply by programmatically interacting with a range of analytics resources by, by virtue of this new API. And let's maybe, you know, to reinforce this, take a look at a couple of examples. Well, it's now possible for developers to programmatically link multiple data sets and display relationships of interest in the data within pivot tables, right? Because pivots uh, that folks may be familiar with in Microsoft Excel, mm -hmm. they are you know, kind of part and parcel of Sweden Analytics workbook capabilities. So pivots in the workbook can be programmatically executed even asynchronously, right? So you don't, you, you can, you can call the execution routine and not be sort of blocked on, on the wait for the result set. So when the reports are generating, the data sets can be saved essentially directly from the custom scripts themselves. So this, this is a pretty powerful scenario that, uh, that I think some developers are really gonna be able to, to take advantage of. And we're also providing things like conditional formatting for output, as well as more meaningful error message in the case something goes wrong. I mean, as always, Eric, when, when we have you on to discuss uh, releases and what's going on with the platform, this is a, a, a hugely impressive list. Um, thanks for filling us in. And I can't believe it. Our time is almost coming to an end now. But is there anything else you'd want to add before we wrap up here? Well, yeah, there's there's one more thing I'd like to emphasize. And, and you know, Kendall, given how much everyone's been hearing about cybersecurity issues, yeah. I just wanted to emphasize, you know, our, our platform and cloud operations teams are incredibly focused on maintaining a highly secure operational environment for, for all of our customers. Uh, and just to provide an example, in, in this release, we're we're eliminating potential vulnerabilities by updating all hashing algorithms associated with SweetScript APIs. Now, it sounds maybe kind of low level, but hashing is hashing is very common. It's a technique for doing things like securely indexing and retrieving data, digitally signing files, duplicate detection, you know, everyday things that sort of sometimes happen behind the scenes. And so older, less secure algorithms for hashing like MD5 and SHA1 uh, are being replaced or we've replaced with them. We've replaced them, excuse me, with more secure alternatives such as SHA-256. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of, a lot of technical terminology here, but uh, it's, it's, it's really, a, a, it does lend itself to a much more secure environment. And I would also like to mention that uh, customers and partners should be aware that updating to these new standards is required for all custom scripts deployed to any account. So in case you haven't been notified, uh, please, please make note of the fact that these algorithms will need to be updated in the script. So I think that about wraps it up for Sweet Cloud Platform Highlights in NetSuite 2021 release two. Uh, thank you, Kendall. Thank you. So much going on. Just appreciate you taking the time, Eric. Woo, 2021 release two does not disappoint. So if you want to learn more or dive into any of the areas we covered today, I've left a link in the description of this podcast episode for our 2021.2 overview. Thank you so much to all of our guests for joining us today. And most especially thank you, all of our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe for more episodes just like this. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.